This podcast was produced and recorded in the studios of Cairns FM 89.1. This is the evolution of intimacy with Ella Shannon. A show about sex, relationships and everything in between. You can start to feel bliss while you're vacuuming. I don't know if I've tried that or not. Do I want to try it? What is it? Very complex, very interesting. Flogging, whipping, caning. So there I was in my high heels and my little dress. So it is purely a stigma. Healthy sexual expression with other humans. I went to the local women's health centre and went, I think I'm a lesbian, is there a support group? They don't know quite how to talk about it. It's actually a core skill in relationships. That has always worked for me. My guest on today's episode of The Evolution of Intimacy is Mangala Holland. She's a women's empowerment and sexuality coach and educator. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Good to be here. We're going to talk today a bit about orgasmic confidence. So many people with vulvas don't feel confident in terms of pleasure and orgasms. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, I do find that so many people really struggle with a lack of self-confidence when it comes to intimacy and it can it can show up in many ways. So for some people that's feeling incredibly shy or insecure or feeling like they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. And then for some people as well, it's just a feeling of feeling awkward or feeling shut down. Some people find they, they, they are very much in their head and they, they really want to be able to relax and let go and you know receive pleasure, but there's something in their body and brain that says stop and they don't know how to get past that. Mm. And it, it can be really, really challenging for people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it all sounds really human. You know, we all get pretty awkward and shy and it is once you've been feeling that and acting in that way it can kind of compound and make it even harder to try something new or to feel more confident in, in the body definitely definitely and particularly because we're not taught this stuff at school are we <laughs> you know we're, definitely not from, yeah. from an early age we're just taught not to get pregnant and not to get an sti and no one teaches us about female pleasure no one teaches us about orgasms no one teaches us how to welcome pleasure into our lives mm. and into our bodies and, and how to explore it in a healthy way. And I think it's, I think things are starting to change for the younger generation. But I know for, for many of us, we've had to unlearn a lot of stuff. Or, and a lot of my clients just feel like, you know, they, they feel this stuckness. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, if you've had bad experiences in the past or you've had trauma or... You know, you've been with somebody previously who said derogatory things about your body mm. or you know, all this kind of stuff. It stays with us. It's, it's challenging for people. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's one thing to feel some pleasure uh, to masturbate or use self-pleasure to reach an orgasm by yourself, but mm. bringing a partner in is a whole nother level. And in my experience, oh. that's where lots of people get stuck. Totally, yeah, yeah. And there, I, there's some statistics that say that out of everybody, everybody with a vulva who does experience orgasm, the 
the majority of those only experience it with themselves. So oh. it's so much easier. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And there's some intuitive so, things around, yeah, self-confidence and, and self-esteem mm. and being seen by another, worrying about what the other person yeah. thinks. Is there anything we can do about that if people listening are thinking, oh, that's actually me? Yeah, there's lots we can do. That's the good thing. Oh, good. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> and I think this comes, um, my approach, I take a very slow, steady, gentle approach. So I know there's a lot of stuff out there in the sexuality world that's like jump in at the deep end and you know do all these intense workshops and retreats and that kind of thing. But I think if we try and push ourselves too far, it can backfire. Mm. And I've seen this. I've seen this a lot and so it's like baby steps are going to be much better and so a lot of the work I do with my clients is helping them really connect through the body and through very simple movement practices so that you can just start to really feel okay in being in your body and feeling safe to stay there that is a really foundational Mm. thing and because particularly if you find you're someone who goes off into your head during sex it's hard to come back from that. And, and so the more you can develop ways and strategies and skills of staying in your body in general, then when it comes to being intimate with somebody else, it becomes less of a hurdle to overcome. Mm. And that can be really, really supportive. And in fact, I'm thinking back to a couple of years ago, and I had a couple of clients actually, but one of them in particular really stood out for me. She had this, you know, she felt very awkward. And she, she'd been with a partner for 10 years at this point, and she's still holding a lot of this awkward and awkwardness mm-hmm. and shyness. And so neither of them wanted to initiate because it was like, well, what if what if she says no again? And then, you know, then he feels rejected, and it was building mm-hmm. up all this resentment between them and and so we through the work we did together it really unwound things for her and she gained all this confidence because she started to the the trick was she started to really tune into what felt good in Mm. her body and not what she thought she looked like or how she was performing Mm. or what her partner was thinking and she was just actually able to feel the pleasure and enjoy it and stay with it and the big shift for her was she realized that when she was on top it was way more pleasurable for her and she had her first g-spot orgasm when we were working together oh yay yeah it's just like she was able to let go more than she said i'd never felt comfortable being in that position Mm. because i was too worried about how i thought i looked oh yeah and i think this is so common for a lot of people it is, you know, not wanting to have yeah. the lights on, not wanting to be seen. Yeah. And it's really hard to, you know, just delve into your pleasure if you're worried about what you look like or what your partner's thinking. Yeah, because then you're up in your head and mm. you're not you're not focusing on the what feels good and following what feels good. And that's the, that's the key to unlocking much more powerful, mm. satisfying orgasms and mm. pleasure. So... Yeah, yeah. So there is a lot that can be done. You are listening to The Evolution of Intimacy with me, Alice Shannon, a show about sex, relationships, and everything in between. Most of us have not been encouraged or taught how to talk about sex. They are curious. Hang on a sec. I'm a woman. Like, I have names now. Whole new level of sensation and pleasure. 
I looked at my yoni before and after and mm. I was like, oh my God. You may experience a range of emotions. What we associate as being related to one gender or another, it changes all the time. Pleasure is our birthright. You're on these massive doses of steroids. I look like Bert Newton. I wouldn't have been <laughs> attracted to myself. <laughs> so they were just so happy to know that A, they weren't alone, and B, that this was like a legitimate thing. And that actually sounds really lovely and erotic, really pleasurable. It's a secret. Mind blowing. I often say that you know we can't think pleasure; we can only feel it. Uh -huh. That's it. And it's like you know, if your mind is spinning out, you're stuck in overwhelm. Then trying to think your way out of that is just going to create more overthinking. And the, our bodies are really, really intelligent. And when we give them, when we give them credit and give them the space to to feel what's there to be felt, it's it's amazing what can mm. shift. It really is. Mm. Yeah. And what about for partners? Is there any people are really shy or awkward? Do you sort of give advice to partners, or is there anything that? the other person can do to support the process being patient is really key mm. and also being really uh having good communication i think on these things is really really important mm. i think a lot of the trouble comes when when we're just making assumptions and we're assuming what our partners think and we're mm. not actually having the conversations and i i have this so many times my clients will tell me things and I'm like, well, have you, you know, have you discussed this with your partner? And they're like, uh, no, I probably should, shouldn't <laughs> I? I'm like, yeah, you probably should. You know, nobody's a mind reader. And I think being able, you know, if you're able to say to your partner, hey, this is an area where I feel really awkward or I feel really vulnerable here. I mean, that is a huge gift to give to someone. That mm. is a very deep, intimate thing, you know. And I think sometimes people find it more awkward to have these intimate conversations than they do to have sex with people. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You've seen this in your work. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can do it, but to talk about it is a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's, if we can do this in a non-threatening way, do it when you're not in the heat of the moment. Mm. You know, ha Just have that conversation outside of the bedroom mm. in, a, in a really just a heart-centred conversation when it feels right like any partner worth their salt is going to want to support you is going to want the best for you is going to want you enjoying yourself yeah. because that's what that's what people find hot mm. is somebody being turned on it's not what you're wearing or True. what sounds you're making or anything else it's you really just enjoying yourself that Having is a what good time mm. yeah that is what is authentically a turn on for people and it's not what the media and porn portray it to be you know we always see things from a very skewed very distorted lens when we when we if we're watching movies with sex scenes or porn because it, it's designed for the cameras it's not real that's right <laughs> yeah. it's just entertainment isn't it yeah yeah exactly mm. uh, i think there's so much benefit that can come from just having these conversations just saying hey i feel awkward raising this or yeah. i'm really shy to say this so mm. this is where i'm at um and take that pressure off for both of you yeah, yeah. Is it difficult though because of porn and just what we see as what we're meant to look like having sex that people do perhaps not be very authentic and so 
they may be pretending to have a really good time when they actually mm-hmm. haven't been and then how do you kind of let someone know that you know what it doesn't actually feel that exciting or that amazing to me that's a difficult thing to have to break to your partner isn't it it is um, and I think the sooner you can be more authentic mm. the better because otherwise you're just creating bad habits and patterns and then mm. nobody's going to feel fulfilled yeah. um, and so I think you know there's a lot we can do with verbal verbal feedback as well as non-verbal feedback mm. and so if something's working really let your partner know be like yes this is great mm. or can, can we just just stay right there or more of this please yeah. you know like use positive languaging can be really really helpful mm. but just let your partner know when you're enjoying it yeah and, and so sexy to hear your partner being enthusiastic yeah. it is and if you're not used to doing this though this can feel really mm. confronting you know yeah. so but it, it's, it's something you have to practice. All of these things can be shifted. It just takes some skill development, mm. let's call it that. You are listening to The Evolution of Intimacy with me, Alice Shannon, a show about sex, relationships, and everything in between. Most of us have not been encouraged or taught how to talk about sex. They are curious. Hang on a sec. I'm a woman. Like, I have needs now. Whole new level of sensation and pleasure. I looked at my yoni before and after and I was like, oh my God. You may experience a range of emotions. What we associate as being related to one gender or another, it changes all the time. Pleasure is our birthright. You're on these massive doses of steroids. I look like Bert Newton. I wouldn't have been attracted <laughs> to myself. <laughs> So they were just so happy to know that A, they weren't alone, and B, that this was like a legitimate thing. And that actually sounds really lovely and erotic, really pleasurable. It's a secret. Mind-blowing. And if something isn't working or not going the way you want it to, that you have the power to shift it, you know? Mm. It's in your, your hands. And so just saying, oh, something like, Oh, can we just course correct here? Can can we try something different? What mm. about this? What about that? Mm. You know, giving options so the other person doesn't feel like you're doing it wrong. Yeah, that that can feel really challenging for people. To oh, hear. absolutely. We're all a bit sensitive when it comes down to it, aren't Definitely. we? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's it's so important that we really support each other and mm. feeling confident and mm. um, secure to. Accept a bit more and also as well recognizing that the nervous system has a has an effect on this as well so if if you've gone into say a freeze response if something happens in the middle of sex or intimacy and suddenly you've just gone into a freeze which might happen as a a result from an old trauma or just the system has got flooded basically like there's too much input coming in you might it might be you might be feeling really aroused one minute and then your body just says up oh, i've hit my limit mm. and you freeze if you've already set it up with your partner that you've got some non-verbal cues to let them know that hey i've got a bit stuck here mm. and it might just be tapping them on the shoulder in a certain way or you yeah. know, something in case you can't actually voice something um, that can be really helpful as well. Yeah. And, you know, that goes back to what you said about baby steps and never pushing through that, 
know, if you, you you can push past your, past your nervous system and use the mind to do that, but the body will mm. let you know later and you won't get aroused or you just will start to have an aversion or all these things. You can't actually trick the mind in that way when the nervous system is involved yeah exactly sometimes we just need to pause as well Mm. you know if it happens in the middle we just need to pause take a breathe oh and then be like okay do you want to carry on or have Mm. we reached our limit there's no shame in that and the more we can get used to having this communication you know communicating this with each other it sets us us up for more satisfying intimacy Mm. deeper emotional connection as well oh absolutely because you know often people think oh that's going to ruin everything or it's going to be a conflict Mm. but that's such a bonding experience when you can be brave enough to say i just need to take a moment and someone can really hold you in that and really honor that deeply healing yeah and that's really beautiful and and i think that's you know that's often way more profound and intimate than and some of the sex business as usual yeah 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 absolutely definitely you know there's people that have been quite orgasmically confident through their lives and then particularly thinking about women and vulva owners going through menopause or towards menopause Mm -hmm. and feeling like their body's perhaps not responding in the ways that it used to or things aren't feeling the same it's a big one. I'm in perimenopause myself, mm. and a lot of my clients are perimenopause, or they're in menopause, or they're postmenopause. And, and so, you know, our bodies do change. Mm. And what a lot of us find at this time of life is that, you know, there, there might be less vaginal lubrication to mm-hmm. start. You know, vaginal dryness is a very real thing. And also that we're just wanting something different. Mm. Like, a lot of my clients come to me because they're wanting something more satisfying and more more meaningful and more nourishing and they've not been having that and it's like what's going on here and Mm. I think there's an opportunity at this time of life to to look at that uh, along with everything else in our lives Mm. you know we're going to get slapped with this in menopause like what's working in our lives and what doesn't what's Mm. not working and sex is a big part of that and relating and intimacy and all of that and so I've found you know with a lot of my clients what works really well is just slowing down and we can't expect to really be having the same kind of sex we had in our 20s as we're having in Mm. our late 40s 50s because our bodies have changed and in our 20s we could override all of Mm. the you know I look back in my 20s and 30s Mm. (laughs) you know I jumped into bed with anyone I was drunk most of the time you know and and um, uh, and I would get up to all kinds of stuff and there's no way my system would let me do that yeah. now. There's just too many other things going on. Mm. And so that asking for slowness, asking for perhaps more stillness, asking for more heart connection mm. first, all of these things can really, really help us. Yeah. Um, making sure that you've got support with either a good lubricant, um, I know it's different in Australia, but if you can get hold of some CBD-based lube, there's some amazing products coming on the market internationally, which 
are incredible for heightening your sensitivity to pleasure. Oh. Really, really great. And they also really help with vaginal dryness as wow. well. Wow, that's um, exciting. We're slowly catching up is. in that way. So hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just making sure you are using lots of lubrication. Mm. Some people find great results from using estrogen-based lube. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's different for everybody and you would need to... You need to know where you're at regarding your own hormones. Mm, and Check with your doctor and things before going yeah. down that route. I've got clients, or even in their 70s, so I've got one client who's 76 and one client who's 71, and they're both having the best sex, mm. pleasure and orgasms of their lives. Yay. So never, <laughs> never too late. Yeah. <laughs> and that invitation just to slow down and more heart connection, you know, if the person is with a male partner or with male partners, you know, that can fit quite well with less reliable erections and different things as well so if the conversation remains open it can be an opportunity I think people as you know we move through the decades we just we don't care quite as much about saying the things hopefully so some of the things we never would have told our partner you know earlier it's like well I don't have to care quite so much about this anymore hopefully yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as you say there, you know, guys have issues as they get older as well. And so you get to redefine mm. sex. You get to redefine intimacy and you get to really, rather than beating yourself up for, oh, my body is shifting and changing or it doesn't function the way it used to. Mm. It's like, well, who am I right now? Yeah. And what do I truly want? Yeah. You know? Those are really powerful questions to ask yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What is available and what feels nice now rather than just doing the same thing that we've always done on autopilot. Really looking at how can we bring more pleasure into our lives on Mm. a daily basis Mm. so that sex just doesn't just become this thing on its own. But it's like, you know, so much is available to us. Like I'm looking outside now, we've got beautiful big trees outside mm. the window and it's like they give me so much joy and mm. pleasure. It's things like you know, there's this pleasure in every aspect of life yeah. if we choose to look at life in that mm. way. And that could be that can give us a lot of energy as well and a lot of fulfillment which mm. helps it make it helps make sexual pleasure easier to access. Yeah looking at everything in life that's pleasurable it's really helpful like life becomes more juicy we're not just expecting this kind of something to happen when we start to be sexual i think many people think of pleasure as sex and maybe food or things you have rather than that Mm -hmm. experiencing the nature and the senses like you suggested particularly in the world we live in where everyone's running around like Mm. crazy and trying to keep all these balls in the air and yeah. you know and and many of us have been doing that for decades running yeah. around trying to keep keep afloat keep mm. keep work going kids everything else and it's exhausting if we try and keep going like that without looking at is this how I really want to live my life and where can I create a bit more space for mm. myself and can I be a bit more relaxed before I engage with my partner mm. so that we're on an even playing field and then we can connect a bit easier beautiful these are all great these great things to look at yeah throughout the entire lifespan i think to really Mm -hmm. just drop in and slow down is a beautiful invitation yeah and the other thing just to circle back to what you were Mm. saying about self-pleasure earlier is it's really important that we keep that going for ourselves whether we're in partnership or Mm. not because 
we can't expect someone else to read our minds. And so the more we know what works for us and how our bodies work and what pleasure, what things are pleasurable for us, then it's much easier than to be able to ask hmm. for that from somebody else. Absolutely. Um, and to communicate. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah. fun practicing as well. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> this whole thing's supposed to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> the most important thing. Yeah. Oh, magic. Well, I really appreciate you yeah, exploring and talking a little bit about orgasmic confidence and pleasure today with us, Mangala. Is there somewhere people oh, can go you. to yeah, to find more about you? Yeah, if you go to my website, mangalaholland.com, um, and on there you can there's a free three part video series you can download. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, lovely. It's been such a pleasure to chat today. Thank you. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the evolution of intimacy with Ella Shannon. We're feeling juicy the whole day. Every desire I could possibly think of. What sort of impact would it have? They want it, they're going to go and get it. They don't think of long-term consequences. Oh, did that feel really nice? Oh, yes, that felt really delicious. Being able to feel good about my body again, that's been a huge thing. All anybody really wants in this world is to feel seen and heard. We actually do have a lot that connects us physically. It's making people feel good. There is a real sense of hopefulness that returns in a relationship. A really beautiful thing. Take that beauty and that calmness and that bliss and that sense of peace out into the world. Thank you for listening and I hope we've inspired you with our juicy conversations on this episode of The Evolution of Intimacy. If you would like to go deeper, you can book a session of relationship counselling, sex therapy or individual counselling via my website. I work in person in Cairns, tropical far north Queensland, or I can meet you online anywhere in the world. Or you might prefer to go at your own pace with my 12-lesson relationship and intimacy online course. To book or to listen to previous episodes, visit my website, ellashannon.com or follow me on the socials at Evolution of Intimacy. Finally, please go to iTunes and write me a quick review if you're feeling kind. Thank you, lovelies, and see you next time. This podcast was produced and recorded in the studios of Cairns FM 89.1.